But you can't do this! I saved the children's lives! I'm a hero! Tell them they'll live to regret this. You live to regret this! Oh, thanks a lot. Now I look crazy. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review a brother from another series. I am Dando. I am Mitch. How are you doing, good sir? Uh, well, look, I'm better now that I'm here, Dando, and we're settled in, but it has been a rough sort of 12 to 16 hours for me. Things have just been going wrong. Shit your pants? Not quite, but close. Yeah. Wh- Almost wh- worse. Wh- no? Is there worse? Oh, is there worse? Depends where you shit your pants. That's true. Shitting someone else's pants, would that be better or worse? I've got a story there, but I won't get into Depends it. Depends on the someone else. <laughs> Continue. Um, hey, what's close to shitting your pants? So last night I went to sleep and you know when you're like 40% need to pee and you're like, I could get up now and try to force something, but if nothing comes out, then it's just kind of going to tingle and I'll be uncomfortable going back to sleep. Uh, or I could hold it and if I hold it, I know I'm going to wake up at about 2 or 3 in the morning. Uh, well, I went for option B and I woke up at 2 or 3 in the morning and lights off, as you do, just completely missed the ball. <laughs> You missed completely. Missed completely. I actually not even it, close. I've done it before, and you get about 70% of the way through, and you go, oh, well, I'm not going to stop because it's going to sting. We yeah. like that from Dumb and Dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> no, I, well, so what happened is we've got like a little metallic waste bin, and I heard what in my groggy three in the morning mind was rain on a tin roof. And I was like, that's that's nice. And then I remembered that we have a tile roof. <laughs> and I went, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> have you told Ash's story? No. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> when she hears this, it'll be the first time. What What about, you didn't piss towards, I hate that word piss, just sounds terrible, but did you urinate towards the toilet paper holder? Did you ruin the other roles no, of No, so it turns paper? out I was away. I was going away. But okay. this is the other thing that as a man, when you're in that position, if you don't know which direction it's actually gone off in, because it's pitch black, you don't then know which way to correct. So I'm like... Just point down. If I'm already going... you will hit, hit my feet. You, you nearly kneel over the bowl and just go for it. Just point it straight down. But it's that, what if I was already too shallow though, and then it made it worse? Or if I'm already right and I think I've got a correct right, then I end up like in the basin. Or if you get too Which close, would have been an upgrade, to be fair. At least that was a pipe. If you get too close and point to the water, it splashes back up at you. Yeah, I'd have preferred that, to be honest. <laughs> I'd have taken that that problem rather than having to reach for a mop bucket at three in the morning. Is that what you did, mop bucket? Uh, you didn't just get the old toilet paper no, and just, just leave it sticky? Yeah, just toilet papers. <laughs> toilet papers and a little bit of air freshener. That's nowhere near as bad as shit in your pants though. No, it, uh, probably not. But it's a bad way to start the morning. And it's an embarrassed way to crawl back into bed at three in the morning. Just to go, well, Tuesday's a write-off. <laughs> There's no way that today's getting good. Oh, man. So, did you have to like clog the toilet full of like, toilet paper? Clog? Cause, cause I'm first, not a camel. At first, though, did you panic and just grab toilet paper and try and dry it up? Or did you just go straight for the mop? Oh, no, no, no. I just went toilet paper. The mop never came into it. That was... Oh, so yeah. Oh. Just toilet paper. So, how much toilet paper did you use? Oh... I mean, in in total tonnage. Um, so, I mean, it would have been clogged, would it not? Two or three pallets. <laughs> I was able to get some back in track, so it wasn't a full stream. It would have been the on floor. the wall, though. I missed. No, I managed to miss. No, the no, wall. no, no. It would have splashed back onto the wall. There's no way it, none of it went onto the wall. Maybe lightly, but not the vast majority was on the tile. The handle of the toilet cleaner and Ash next time she goes, oh wait, Ash doesn't. No, that things. was the other side. <laughs> okay, toilet, yeah. toilet cleaner was fine. Ash's new bathroom scales on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> probably want to wear socks for the next few days when she's weighing herself. But is that the only thing bad that happened to you in the last 12 hours? Um, I forgot the microphone for the second time in a row, so you'll be cranky. Yeah, no, I'm not cranky. I'm just like, ah, uh, just takes an extra five you, minutes to you, set shit up. You were cranky. I'm, I've had a stressful day. Just, I have had three and a half hours sleep. Elliot's teething. Yeah. I'm tired. So very tired. <laughs> <laughs> for, just for listeners, before the recording started, it was Dando getting used to his subpar microphone, Unhappy, casts his eyes sideways at me, and <laughs> I hear none of that. Well, fuck it, it's just gonna have to do. <laughs> <laughs> because I, you want to be home to have dindins. I'm hungry and I'm tired, <laughs> <laughs> but we're here to review a brother from another series. Such a great episode. It kind of made me sad though. I never, it didn't dawn on me until I watched it for this. This is the last time we see Bob for the Golden Era. He doesn't return is for four in, whole seasons. Is it that long? Yeah. Wow. 
So this will be... It's probably the last time I've seen Bob. Exactly. Apart that's from what I, mean. I made my way to watch the Halloween episode where yeah. he kills Bart. But yeah, beyond that, I do really want to watch the one where... Does Bob die? Someone dies. And Cecil comes back and they get Marty from... Yeah, all four of them come back. Yeah. And maybe the mother dies? Someone dies. But yeah. in any case, I haven't watched that episode, but I really do want to track that one down. Yeah, and I, I remember that was about season 16, 17. Mm. It's really funny. I would... Like, Frasier was obviously a spin-off of Cheers and one of the most... Well, not even one of. It is the most successful spin-off show of all time. I would happily have watched a spin-off of The Terwilligers as long as both David Hyde Pierce and Kelsey Grammer had stayed around to record it. Like, that would have been... I'd have probably enjoyed that show more than I'd have enjoyed The Simpsons, frankly, when they're just at his house. And it's... I mean, it's just straight from the pages of Frasier, but it's just got enough of a Simpsons-inspired twist in there to, to keep it... In both worlds. That, I, I, that wine conversation in particular. Yeah. Then um, Clown College. Yes. Oh, thank you not to refer to Princeton that way. See, I'm not a... I, not that I'm not a huge fan of Frasier. I just haven't seen much of Frasier. Mm. I want to get into it. I've watched a few episodes. Is this a good crossover? Did it do the show justice? Because watching this for the first time, it was all lost to me. I knew it was yeah. Frasier because just from the title card and whatnot when yeah, I was a yeah. kid. But yeah. I think what it does do very well is that you don't need to have seen Frasier to appreciate yeah. this is a Simpsons episode. And you... Uh, the only bit that you do is the Maris joke. That's an, that's obviously mm. an in joke that if you're not aware of it, I, do you get the resonance yes, of yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously throughout throughout for people that don't know, if you've never watched Frasier, for the the running joke through all of the early seasons was that Maris was never there and that Niles was always coming up with a reason that she wasn't, and it would be you know she had um, it might have been that she ordered a soy latte and she got a chai latte and that she was so stressed from the encounter that she's had to book in to see her physician. <laughs> It'd be like something along those lines. Uh, so the And also the fact that he clearly hates Maris. So the idea of like, guess who? I still didn't know that. Yeah, so someone jumping up behind him about to attack him. Maris? <laughs> it's just so <laughs> funny to, to watch. So that's actually... You know, spoilers, that's my favourite part of the episode. But she does come into the show later on in Frasier, right? Um, I swear, I watched the later seasons. I thought she was played by the, not Charlie Sheen, but his brother. He's his ex-wife on Two and a Half Men. Oh, I thought he meant by Emilio Estevez. (laughs) Uh, Two and a Half Men. Cryer. Is it Cryer? John Cryer? John Cryer. Yeah. He's ex-wife on Two and a Half Men. Isn't she the same actress that plays Maris? Um, Or is she just on Frasier at some point? That's a very good question. As much as I've watched a lot of the early years of Frasier... I have seen less of the later seasons. Okay. Uh, but I'll quickly check this for you. Maris Crane. <laughs> you know what's fantastic here? In the uh, Frasier Wikipedia, Frasier.wikia.com, if you search Maris Crane, the cover photo is... A shadow. A shadow on the wall. <laughs> so you must <laughs> never Mar- see her. That Marty is talking to. You must never see her then. Um, unseen. Yeah. So first scene, the good son, unseen. Last scene, the Anne who came to dinner, unseen. Maris Crane is an unseen recurring character. Oh, well. So, yeah. I know. Where got that confused then? Well, I, <laughs> maybe ma- Frasier could have been at the same time. Yeah, maybe. Were they? I'm not sure. Might have, been a, might have played a girlfriend of Frasier or something. Yeah, yeah, lines. yeah. But anyway, so as a Frasier fan, you liked this. Very yeah? much so. St- they, and you still today like this? It doesn't date? No. No, not at all. They do a really good job of towing the line between keeping Kelsey Grammer's Sideshow Bob character and influencing that with... Niles's character from Frasier, you know, Niles slash Cecil, as being they have that same antagonistic dynamic that it's just that it fits perfectly, but it doesn't feel like they've rewritten Sideshow Bob to make it happen. Bob, in this episode, watching it for the first time, I feel like you are a Bart. Like you, mm. the way Bart reacts is you're just expecting him to be bad. Oh, because, of course, because every time we've seen him, he's lied. Yeah, and they they play the music cue and whatnot. Yeah, and they've been Bart and Lisa are often the only ones to have seen the truth. Yeah, and then there's the big reveal that he was evil all along. Yeah, did you feel bad for Bob at the end? Or did you almost feel guilty that you were well, first time you watched yeah. it? Did you feel guilty that you were judging him? Oh no, I never felt guilty, but I do think that they. Because I guess we had a right to. Bob earns his sympathy here, and largely because he does actually save Bart's life, and well, attempts to save Bart and Lisa's life. Sure, he also attempts to. Sacrifice, sacrifice his own life. his own life and in doing so, Bart. But he's but, doing that to save the town. Yeah. And he's, you know, he put, absolutely puts his money where his mouth is by the end of it. So, you're like, he has truly reformed in this episode and then gets sent back to prison anyway. I, I just feel so bad for the guy because he finally becomes good. And it's the Springfield police force who just mm. thrown back in for nothing. Yeah. Which I was thinking about. I was like, surely there's a court system. But what I enjoyed is the kind of irony there that... They so often have let 
a guilty man out of prison that they then throw an innocent man back in. Yeah. But getting back to what we were saying before, so this is the last time that we see Bob. Mm-hmm. Do you for think, a while. Yeah, for a while. Yeah. In the golden year, I should say. Yeah. Do you feel like the writers at the time were treating this like his last hurrah? Because, no. Because at this point, they thought the show was nearly over. Yeah, but they've thought the show was nearly over since the first season. It's, it's always that thing that when, you, when you're within the show, you think that the show is going to end. Yeah, but when you're in season eight, many, not many shows live past season eight. Bill, Bill has said that he thought, we're done. He goes, no one's even watch- Fox aren't even watching us anymore. People weren't even really watching the show as much as they were anymore. Yeah. They don't think they were writing this as a one last way of having Bob no. become good in the, in the eyes of the viewer, but then still get thrown back to prison anyway. No. I th- personally, because I think if they were doing it as a last hurrah, they'd have given him a massive musical number. That have sent him off in a really big, grand way. Has he, I, he? And he did do a musical number the next time he appeared mm. in season twelve. But he's only ever had one, dude. Yeah, I know. But they know that they love Kelsey, and he always sings something like that. And he does sing in this song, uh, in this episode as well, a little bit. But I feel like they would, if it was me anyway, I would really give him three minutes to go nuts musically, yeah. rather than snippets. Do you know this episode actually features Kelsey's favorite Sideshow Bob quote? About the dynamite. You don't spend 10 years as a homicidal maniac about learning a thing or two about dynamite. That's his favourite quote. That's his favourite Sideshow Bob line. That's yeah. a um, that's a bizarrely low bar. Yeah, whenever you watch him on talk shows, that's the one he always quotes. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's the only one he remembers. Yeah. <laughs> that and the... Yeah. Do, you, do you think David Hyde Pierce did a good job with Cecil? Oh, yeah. I would love for to see more Cecil in okay. general. I've read a couple of reviews on the episode and people were saying they felt he was kind of weak when when against Kelsey. But I'm thinking, yeah, but they do a show together. Yeah. That's why I thought maybe as a Frasier fan you would think that. I'm not too sure, but... Well, I mean, kind of the whole point is that he is the snide, yes, weaker brother and... Is he less successful? He's a bit fey, but... Oh, no, he's very successful. I mean, Frasier is is a personality, he's a radio personality, he's got a massive profile, but Niles in Frasier is a very successful, very well-off psychiatrist. So it's not like he's... They're they're absolutely equals that just one of them is a little bit has got a higher profile, but, you know, they're, they're both very well to do. I think it's more that Frasier, Kelsey Grammer, being bigger, like, and being the older brother. Is he the older brother? He'd have to be older. He looks older anyway. He looks older. I've said that. <laughs> I, actually, I just assume that he is. But, like, the point is that David Hyde Pierce is always kind of punching up at Kelsey, but I think that's the way the characters are written. It's certainly nothing about a, a performance standpoint. If yeah. anything, he's probably, I don't know, I, I'd almost... I'd almost place him ahead of Frasier because I think he has a harder character to try to... Oh, sorry. I'd place him ahead of Kelsey Grammer yeah. from an acting standpoint because I think he has a harder character to pull off. Now, there's a couple of deleted scenes in this episode, mm-hmm. one of which we're going to talk about in a few moments. But getting back to Maris, did you hear about how there was an, a Maris scene that they had to cut out? I'm not sure they even got to the animation oh, really? stage. No. So when he says Maris, so there was originally a scene where he was talking to Maris, but the writers, the creators of Frasier said, you cannot have that because... She's not seen on the show. You cannot then therefore draw her into The Simpsons. Yeah, that's So fair. that's what that joke was referencing. Yeah. So then by cutting out that first scene, it becomes a really in-joke for Frasier fans. Because if you yeah. haven't watched Frasier, you would have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, definitely not. And I didn't for a long time as a kid. Like, this is one of those things that doesn't make sense until you've you've got the grounding in it. Which is rare, to be honest. For, like, for this period of The Simpsons, normally they're very, very good at referencing other shows or movies in a way that you don't need to have seen the movie to get the joke. This is one where you absolutely need to be... You need to be aware of that world to find that funny. But I think that they probably figure that their target demographic largely would have been. Like, forget kids. Kid, obviously, we watched the show as kids, but this is still a show written for adults and yeah. Frasier was one of the smarter sitcoms going around. So they probably figured that if you were a fan of The Simpsons, you would be a fan of Frasier or at least be aware of it. It was a pretty successful show. Do you think this actually is a crossover? When you think about no, it. No, 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 it's not a crossover. Not, what, do you, what is the term for it then? Nothing. It's not a parody. It's an episode. <laughs> yeah, it's just an episode, but it's got a lot of Frasier traits to it. Yeah, but... It, it panders to a Frasier audience. It was written for David Hyde Pierce to come to the show. And yeah. the guy who wrote the episode, I think it's Ken Keeler is his name, yeah. who wrote Principal and the Pauper. Yeah. Um, he was a big fan of Frasier and he wanted to write it in. Yeah, but he hasn't come over as Niles. No, exactly. So, like, that is why it's not a, cl- a crossover. Mm. It's, it's just writers leaning into a, an established dynamic and knowing that it's something that's fun. Like, it's a kind of, I don't know, more of a wink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, the deleted scene I was mentioning before was the one mm-hmm. I posted on the Facebook page last night. Yep. Were you prompted from the email that we received last week from James O'Malane? Yes, I yep. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he wrote in and he said... Well, 
He messaged. He, he recorded he, it. Yeah, yeah. And um, we won't play the full voice message, but thank you, James, for sending that in. Mm. It was fun to listen to for the five minutes that it was. Yeah, <laughs> it, it did turn into a long message that we were, were like, "Is there a question coming?" Yeah, <laughs> no. But you reminded us of the deleted scene that appears on this season eight DVDs, and it's considered by many to be the best deleted scene to have been cut out of the show. Uh, it features Hans Molman. So when Cecil has Bart on his back and he, the money goes loose out of the suitcase and I never realised a gun goes out with it. I yeah. never noticed that. Uh, it all falls down. Now, in the episode, you can still see the house from the bird's eye view, mm-hmm. but they've cut it out from the, I guess it's the wide shot from when the money's falling down where you can see yeah. the dam in the background. You cut, the house has been cut out of that shot. But for many years, people were going, why is there a house there? It's because there's a scene, I'll go on YouTube or go on the Facebook page and check it out. It's Hans Molman down there living in the house mm-hmm. and he grabs the gun and he thinks that God is sending them the money then he holds God at ransom. It's a pretty funny scene, but it would have broken up the action sequence too much. Yeah, it, it needed to be cut for that. Yeah. It, it, while it's, yeah, it's a, it's a funny little non sequitur, but by the same token, yes, it, it took too long. Like, because it's a, that's it, nice and slow, that then when they cut back to what's going upstairs, it would have felt like too long had actually passed yeah. to cut back into that and have the timing have work. But still wrestling with him and whatnot. Yeah. Also, it felt out of character for Molman to do it, I guess. A lot of people have said it should have been Cletus. Yeah, I can't imagine Molman putting a gun to God. To anybody? No. Not even himself? No. Well, maybe himself. I know, he did pull a knife on someone, though, in Boy Scouts in the Hood. That was a big knife, too. And it tipped him over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you for sending that in, James. Uh, yeah, it, was, it is a great deleted scene. Like I said, it's on the Facebook page now. You can find it on YouTube. Check it out if you haven't. You did ask for people on the uh, Facebook page to talk about their favourite moments from this. Have you got any there that you wanted to read through? Because you did promise that the best ones would be read out. I did, yes. Well, I'm just flicking through the post now, Mitch. And all I'm seeing is quotes. Quotes, quotes, gifts, gifts, tagging friends saying, check out the comments, love this episode. Mm-hmm. So many good moments. Check out this comment section. A banger of an episode. Thanks. So I asked, Might be, but that's not a banger of a comment. Uh, <laughs> I asked, what is your favourite part about this episode and why? And it doesn't seem like anyone's, anyone's given us a reason why. They've just quoted the episode. So next time, guys, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a fan of, if you like the page, which I'm assuming you, you have, and I throw something like that out there, if you want your name read out in the show, post a comment that actually makes sense and gives us mm. something to go with. Yep. Not just a gif of Sideshow Bob falling. Yeah. <laughs> But I do appreciate each and every one of you for for taking the time to at least comment something. But Mitch, did you post anything in the Patreon group this week? Any new names? I people? did, of course, ask yeah. for some alternate titles this week. I'll jump into those right now. This was actually a week where people were incredibly thorough with their alternate titles. Oh, there was cool. a lot of um, a, a lot of variety, which I really liked. Should and I give you mine before we get into this? Please. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, yeah, that's pretty solid. One that I really enjoyed, Luke McKay, two Willigers. That's good, yeah. That, that's pretty That's pretty clever just to begin with. <laughs> Jordan, Mole Man, Richie. <laughs> this is, I mean, it doesn't actually mean have anything really to do with the show, but it's just, uh, this is a fun little throwback. Bur- Burjo's Catch Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie, I loved that show when I was a kid. <laughs> loved it. Do you ever see the one where it looked like one of the cartoons was masturbating? No. Ah, uh, it's really funny. It's just like it's just one of those classic things of like you can see a little bit of shoulder movement and a bit of hand movement, and there's an unrevealed panel in the middle. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Burjo just losing his shit as he's watching it. For those of you uh, overseas who don't know what Burjo's catchphrase is, it was a game show that used to air five thirty yep. weekdays. Great show. Check it out on YouTube. <laughs> Joseph O'Hara, Maris, where art thou? David, David, oh brother, scare Bart now. Mm-hmm. Both of those work very well. Toss, uh, where'd the other one go? Toss sorry. Simpsons, Toss Children. I've forgotten, the n- sorry, I've not forgotten. My fa- my Facebook is playing up. So there were um, Luke Sinclair, Luke Sinclair rather, brother, can you spare a damn? Mm-hmm. That's good, yeah. Yeah, very well done. And there was another one there, Dustin McKenna, Tossed Salad and, no, what not that one. What the hell is going on? I... I'm sorry, my phone is all over the place. I really, <laughs> really apologise. You've rocked up, you've got a moustache, you look all dishevelled. I apologise in advance for the fact that I don't know the name of who sent this one in, but Toss Salad and Spiky Heads. It works. Oh, there was another one I saw was Toss Simpsons and Scrambled. There was a lot of plays on <laughs> okay. Tossed whatevers. Alrighty, so, what was your new name? Did you even think of one? No, I didn't get that far. Um, what have you done today? I told you, it's been a bad 16 hours. <laughs> Besides piss all over the fucking wall. <laughs> that took time. <laughs> Alrighty, what was your favourite moment from the episode then? I already mentioned it. Now I've forgotten what it was. Uh, no, Maris. Maris, okay. Or just all of the wordplay. 
Or, I mean, there's three that fight for Can it. Can I say one before you, before you before two I just now, say them you're all. greedy. Mine is the pie hitting Bob, the hair sound effect. And the, oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, I was going to say a follow on from that. That guy's going to change the way we think about people getting yeah. hit by pies. This guy's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bob just claims it. Just gives a bow. Yeah. Like he meant it. Yeah. Dignified. <laughs> All right, trivia. I'll kick things off this week. Please do. Where was the crusty special being held? Don't just say the penitentiary. Where in the penitentiary? Cell block D. Cell block D. Correct. I don't know how I got that. <laughs> uh, what type of wine, not specifically the liquor, liqueur or whatever yeah, it was, no. uh, what type of wine were they drinking? No idea. It was a Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Okay. Bordeaux. I'm, not, I'm not a wine drinker. So Bordeaux. I, 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 Bordeaux. Okay. I'm not a wine drinker. I know nothing about wine. Red and white. That's all I know. Are you a wine drinker? Yes, I am. But it's not like I know it inside out, but I do enjoy red wine more so than white. Yes. What was the name of Cousin Mel's dog? Ah, oh, Geech. Geech. Yeah. yeah. Smell hound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our Geech, our smell hound. That <laughs> reminded me so, so much of Best in Show. Yeah. Um, have you ever watched Best in Show? A little bit, yeah, yeah. Such a funny movie. Yeah. But the, um, the guy with his... Uh, with your hound dog who just loves Llewellyn is his name the guy that likes naming nuts <laughs> pan nut oh man next question what do you got for me um, what number now what type of number hmm, I should have written that question in full at some point Cecil is mm. given a number oh what audition number was he <laughs> I'm just like what the hell um, seven 73. I knew there was a 7 in there, damn it. Uh, finally for me, how much did Cecil plan to make by rotting the dam of the concrete? 15 million? 15 million was correct. Uh, 3 from 3, look at me go. Mm. And my final question is, which... Um, hmm. You are on fire this <laughs> week, I tell you. Which, which civilization... I'm surprised you're wearing pants. Which is the other civilization that... Uh, it starts with C, I don't know. Yeah, the uh, uh, Cappadocians. Yes. Cappadocians. Apparently, they spent a while trying to find a a, uh, a race that would actually make sense for that joke. Oh, th- that does make sense for that joke. Apparently so. Okay, good on. They it. had a lot of underground, da- not not dance, underground sort of like uh, tunnels Ducks. and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So they would. They what w- have the Cappadocians ever done for us? <laughs> We're aqueduct. I already said the original air date was February twenty third, nineteen ninety seven. Now, Fraser was in the middle of season four at this point. Was Fraser at its peak around that time? Do you think? Ah, uh, again. I'm not an expert in the so history of I thought you were a it. huge Frasier fan. I, I am, but not... I, I mean... You it, know when episode came when? A lot of it would have gone over my head as a kid, so I've only gotten into Frasier through DVDs and through watching it post its its actual run Reruns. on TV. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know a lot about the in-the-moment of Frasier. On Friends, on the other hand, when you're watching it, you know exactly what season is by how fat or skinny Chandler is. <laughs> well, do you? Or do you just know that it's either <laughs> season one, three, five, or 7? Yeah. <laughs> or... Two, four, six, or eight. <laughs> the couch gag was the living room is on the ceiling. The Simpsons sit down, but they all fall to the floor. How does it kick off, Mitch, the episode? What starts, do we begin with? Well, it starts with the Simpsons watching TV, and it's crusty live from the Springfield Penitentiary. Johnny Cash style. Yes, from 1968 at Folsom Prison, to be exact. Yeah, where, amongst other things, he played a boy named Sue. Did he? Hmm. Did you play Walter- First time I've ever heard that song. <laughs> My only Johnny Cash fact. Do you reckon he played Ring of Fire that night? I'm sure he plays Ring of Fire every night, even when he's not at a concert. One of the best covers of all time, Johnny Cash, is Hurt. Hurt. Yeah. And one of the best covers of Hurt of all time. Kermit's. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> I hurt myself today. Jacking off to Miss Piggy. Well, if you want to go straight there. <laughs> no, that, I prefer the shooting up heroin. That, 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 Kermit tying the rubber band the, around his elbow. The video clip is amazing. Anyway, let's duck it sidetracked. So, <laughs> so Krusty's just there making fun of the prisoners. They don't get it at first and they eventually do. And they're like, wait a minute, this isn't right. Yeah. Uh, then I like Bart's quote here. So he essentially is looking up to criminals and mm-hmm. Marge says you shouldn't be doing that. He's like, well, they get the job done. I thought about it. They do, don't they? A lot of the time. Well, mostly by definition, yeah. Like if you're in prison... You did something. But you got caught. Yeah, but you got caught doing something. <laughs> they got the job done, but to get the job done correctly is to get it done and not get caught, right? Oh, it's really just a matter of goals, isn't it? Like, if you rob a bank mm. and get caught on the way out, mm. did you rob a bank? Did you have the money in your pocket when you got arrested? Yes. Then you robbed the bank. But what, if it left the till, what if was it the left point? the premises, <laughs> you have robbed the bank. What was the point? The promise of perhaps not getting caught in the car park. <laughs> Uh, Krusty then does the talking to the audience. It's always death. 
well, could have been quite literally so in this case. Yes, yes, yes. So, have you ever been to a prison, by Make the way? Make fun of Johnny the Shiv. Um, have I ever been to a prison? No. We did once for a school excursion. Yeah, this guy okay. was telling us about how he can't wait to get out and uh, see his family again, whatnot, blah, blah, blah. So, what's that guy in here for? I oh, killed his wife. Blimey. Yeah. Telling us about how he can't wait to go out and see his wife again. He's got so much to live for. And he was in there for killing her. That was a life-changing was moment. Was he just lying to you? He was just lying the was whole he time. deluded? And the guy reckons that he's just, yeah, he's so deluded. Like, he just, he'd rather pretend that he didn't do it. That he never, it never happened. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That was like, ooh. I don't know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> you talk to, I don't know, you talk to Christopher Scase in prison and all. Actually, he never made it. Did he make it to prison? No, he just died. No, that joke doesn't work. You talk to one of the uh, Golden Sachs, Goldman Sachs guys when they're in prison and all they talk about is how they want to get out and check their bank account. No? Hey? Hey? <laughs> little high finance joke for you on I'm, the podcast. I'm just glad you didn't make a murder joke then. Like, that would have been in poor taste. A murder joke? Yes. Uh, so he then interviews Bob. And this is where Bob's just giving the rundown. They have to do in every Bob episode to explain to new viewers why he's in prison, who he is, and what he's mm. done in the past. Did you, inta- did, sorry, did you antagonate the prisoners at all? No. Mm. I was Would year, have been hard not to. I was year eight and scared. Fair enough. Was it a scared straight program? Is that why you were there? No, <laughs> it, was just it, it was actually a program to. Did this happen to all all schools north of the three two one four postcode? It was it was it was kind of like a, a, a tame version of that. So they're telling you their story, and like this guy made up a complete different story while he was in prison, mm. and the guards were just standing there the whole time watching him, knowing he was bullshitting. Yeah, but no one gave it. They're like, "Yeah, I'll be seeing your wife tonight." <laughs> no, no, okay. not at all. <laughs> Don't even act like you would have done that either. Year eight, Mitch would not have antagonized a prisoner. Uh, how thick are the bars? No, no, no. We're in the room with them. Oh, yes. Story no. time with prisoners, dude. Yeah, no, that wouldn't have happened. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It was scary. <laughs> Year eight, Mitch would have been having, like, I'd have been bent over someone's leg, having a swastika tattooed onto my ass, <laughs> and I probably wouldn't have been going home. <laughs> and it just would have been that. Sorry, Mitch got sacrificed on school excursion today. <laughs> it was for the good of the classroom. Hey, hey. It's my old TV sidekick, Sideshow Bob. Why, I haven't seen you in years. What have you been doing with yourself, Bob? Well, Krusty, as you may remember, after I tried to frame you for armed robbery, I tried to murder Selma Bouvier. Let's see, I rigged the mayoral elections, I tried to blow up Springfield with a nuclear device, and I tried to kill you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And whenever I could find a spare moment, I've tried to murder Bart Simpson. He said tried. Mm-hmm. Someone should really go up there and talk to him. <sighs> Homer. Oh, all those stairs. I love Homer's, he said tried. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Bart runs upstairs, Lisa looks at the parents. Yeah. She's going to have to do their job. And Homer's, whew. <laughs> they actually go talk to Bart. Oh, man, it's just so funny. All those stairs. Yeah, so the family thing. Homer's very funny through this, actually. I think whenever um, Bob is after Bart, Homer tends to be at his oblivious best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Homer's not in this episode much, but like you said, he is very funny every time. Mm. Marge, I'm going to find the kids. (laughs) Running away from the wave. (laughs) Uh, The family then try to console Bart, but they just do a terrible job. Well, Marge, Marge, not so bad. Homer, atrocious. Unless he gets out. Which he does time and time, time again. again. <laughs> Bart is then convinced, and for good reason. I mean, we need to understand here that Bart has every right to be angry and scared that Bob is going to be let out. Mm. Because he's been let out numerous times, lied, and tried to kill Bart. So yeah. why would this time be any different? If, well, you've, if yeah, you've been exactly through right. three or four near-death experiences because someone's tried to kill you, I don't think you're ever going to forgive them or trust them. Or one near-death experience because yeah. someone tried to kill you. That's why I, don't th- I feel like the end here... It wasn't built up enough where Bart just all of a sudden just decides to just trust Bob because I guess he had to. He had no other choice. Mm, yeah, but it was no just choice. it wasn't a big deal. It was put right in front of him though that like okay, so clearly if Bob himself is about to be killed here, then Bob is not the bad guy. So I guess in that situation, you you gonna go there pretty fast. I, I don't want to steal from the future of the episode, but I do love his hi Bart. Oh, hello Bart. Hello Bart. <laughs> oh, he's just a little shy because I tried to kill him so many times. It says, oh yes. <laughs> but look, I like the way Bart just disappears. Yeah. <laughs> Millhouse does it. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Bob. Bob in this episode. Is this the best Bob episode? Uh, um, Kate is the best. Kate is the best. He's a different Bob here, though. He is a different Bob. I still really, really enjoy 
Well, all of them, but the the Bob running for mayor is very very funny. Yeah, we get we get a lot of different Bob putting Bobs, up with we? Selma is hilarious on the wedding night. We really do get so many different yeah. versions of Bob. I never realised he's that, yeah. always fantastic. He is. It's hard to. Well, Kelsey's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to try to rank which episode is above or below. He's just he's just perfection. They need to bring him back for the next Simpsons movie. Oh yeah, God yes, they need to make it about him. <laughs> that would be, be amazing. The Sideshow Bob movie featuring Homer. If you won't give us Hank Scorpio, at least give us Sideshow Bob. He wasn't in the first one, right? Uh, not that I remember. You would have seen him, I guess, uh, but... Yeah, me, not prominently. Yeah, that's something I can get excited for. Mm. Sideshow Bob, uh, kind of, it's a... No, I was going to Choices. Say, <laughs> choices. <laughs> I, what I was going to offer was that uh, it's almost too... What about like a death to Smoochie style thing where Sideshow Bob is trying to take down Krusty? Well, he's already done that numerous times. Yeah. There he's was... already done everything numerous times. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Sideshow Bob versus Rainier Wolfcastle in a battle for pre- um, presidency, but then I was like, well, that's just the same as him running for mayor. Randy Wolfcastle wasn't the uh, president. It was President Schwarzenegger. Oh, Jesus, Mitch. You're right. How could I have made such an obvious blunder? Yeah. <laughs> They're completely different characters. We then cut to Bob, and he's singing Amazing Grace in mm. the prison church. I guess you could say the prison chapel. Is that Amazing Grace? I once was lost, but now... Is that Amazing... Oh, it very well might be. Let me just, no, let me check. Amazing Grace is... Amazing Grace. How sweet Similar vibe, though, isn't sound. it? Was blind, but now I see. <laughs> I don't know. We're just turning two different songs. I know, like we did with the uh, uh, guys and dolls. Guys and dolls. Once was lost. Now I've found lyrics. Uh, Is it Amazing Grace? It sounds like Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace lyrics, Avalon. Uh, Amazing Grace. That's what... Yeah, okay, it is. Yes. Okay. Because yeah. they played it at my nan's funeral. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure oh, it's the I, same song. Well, I, did, I didn't know you had a clear memory of it. <laughs> no, I didn't have a clear memory of it. I, I was a child when it was my nan's funeral. But It <laughs> reminded me of Where No One Stands Alone by the Peace Hall Sisters. What the hell is that? It, it was a song that was used under the trailer for um, Coen Brothers' Western remake. Jeff Bridges, Matt Damon, Josh Brolin. I'm going to let you try to think of Come it. Come to me. <laughs> oh, this is so frustrating. <laughs> I'm going to get it up and see if you can guess it. True got, Grit. Is it? True Grit. It was <laughs> under the teaser trailer for True Grit. And it you was fantastic. so stressed out then. Oh, it was really just, it was really upsetting. It's because I had no country for old men in my head. And once I got it in there, it wasn't leaving. I'm going to add an extra 30 seconds of quietness there. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So, uh, basically, I liked here that the Reverend called him Robert. Mm. Sort of implying that it's a different person now. He's not just Bob. Yeah. And Even though it's his real name. That's a little bit more formal as well, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, talking about in front of the other prisoners, the Reverend is, and Sergeant Bob's scared that he's going to get beaten up by the other prisoners. For good reason, because they probably will. He's now become like the, the not the snitch, but the goody two-shoes. Yeah. We it's say a sign that, of weakness that, in prison. Yeah, but we say that. Not necessarily become the goody two-shoes. He's just... Just become, reformed. Be, reformed become a good become person a now. Yeah. Just because these guys are, are scumbags don't want to become a good person doesn't make him weak or anything. Yeah. He's doing what every prisoner's supposed to do, basically. <laughs> but still, you still, as a, as a first-time viewer, when you're watching this for the first time, you wouldn't be trusting him yet, would you? Because no. they've done this time and time again. Yeah, and because they're still leaning into the music cues. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. They, they want you to think that he's going to yeah. do it. Yeah. And he has the voice of pure evil. He does, yeah. So Reverend then recommends him for the work release program, and Bob says, well, I don't believe you because no one's going to be willing to yeah. hire me. Cue Cecil. Yeah. Cecil? Is it really you? Hello, brother. I'm happy to see you. But it's been ten years. We haven't spoken since the... unpleasantness. You mean Arthur Fiedler's wake? No, no, no. I mean our falling out. Oh, that. That's ancient history. Let's make a fresh start. Come work for me. But this is wonderful. You do know I used to have a... problem with trying to kill people. Goodness, I had no idea. For you see, I have been on Mars for the last decade, in a cave, with my eyes shut and my fingers in my ears. Touché, Cecil. Bob here mentions that the, the falling out. So we know that that's going to come back into the play at some point. Yeah. But we don't know what it is just yet. I just love Cecil's dry humour. Like, Cecil is... He pretty much is David Heist Pierce's character in Frasier, is he not? Yes, very much but so. But like, he's got a bit of a Simpsons twist, though. Yeah? He's got more of an upper hand. In this case, so it's like they've taken Niles and they've put him in the power in the driver's seat. Yeah, okay. But I just I've written here. I see so much of Mitch's smugness in Cecil, <laughs> like when he's like, "I'm living under a rock with my fingers in my ears." <laughs> that, that's how you respond when Ash asks you a dumb question. Living on Mars for the last decade, not under a rock. Oh, whatever. And yeah. Ash would never ask me a dumb question, Dando, because Ash is oh. a treat. 
So what did you do wrong last night besides piss over the wall? Nothing at all. <laughs> well, that. <laughs> yeah, that's hard to come back from. <laughs> the town are absolutely irate, like I keep saying, for good reason, because Bob is being released once again. Because every time he does it... I still he- can't figure out how that happened, by the way. I'm not sure if there was like errant lint or something. But guys will know that every now and then it just lets you down. Uh, you point one direction and just right angles. Depends how excited you were when you wake up. No, nothing like that. I had no issues that are like nothing that I was working through. Okay, that is weird. Yeah, it's just maybe you slept on it funny and it was asleep. Yeah, so it was like <laughs> one side. I was telling the story at work to John and he put it in amazing terms. He's like, "So you're lining up from fifty. All you needed was a point to win the game, and you've just put it out on the floor." <laughs> <laughs> like hey, that's exactly what happened. You're thirty yards out directly in front. It just, it just came off <laughs> the went, side of the foot. You went even fifty out. You were yeah. goal square. Shoelace was tied wrong or something. <laughs> Hit a knot and it flew off to the right. <laughs> you were Josh Bruce in the goal square hitting the post. Yeah, got caught in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the town are absolutely irate. If this was in real life, he probably wouldn't be getting out. No. <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> not after trying to blow up an entire town with a nuclear weapon. When, 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 and I guess when they have Bob bring that all up at the start, it's to sort of poke fun at the fact that what he's done is ridiculous and he mm. would never actually be able to get out of prison. It's also that keeping in trend with always reminding yeah, the audience what, what Bob has done. Because yeah. he's a... Once a season at best character, they probably figure if there was... And The Simpsons would still be attracting new viewers while it's on air. So, they've got to just quickly still be doing it scene. now. Yeah. Set the scene as to who this guy is. Yeah. Did you notice one of the protest signs, by the way, was uh, you're making a mistakes? No. Yeah. That's a good one. That was pretty cool. Did you know who, uh, when Bob does his speech, the person that yells at probably is David Hyde Pierce. Oh, really? Because, quote, he just wanted to be someone in the crowd. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but he wins over the town. And Bart just simply cannot believe it. I also, sorry, I really liked Wiggum during that speech as well. Isn't it to, like, isn't the idea of uh, the justice system to reform? Uh, Have the boys check into that. Yes. (laughs) It's very funny. Don't you see what you've done? Sideshow Bob hasn't reformed. He's pure evil. Oh, if only you knew what he was thinking. I hope they still make that shampoo I like. We then get the... We crack into Act 2 with the... The, the billboard, though. What was the billboard? Oh, the proud home of Sideshow Bob. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the town is just immediately just in love with him again. Yeah. yeah. So we come back from commercial. Come back from commercial and we get the Frasier title card. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music, everything. Yeah. You feel uh, like you're watching Frasier. Is it just like Frasier is a hit show on M- on the NBC network or something like that? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Frasier's a hit show on the network, yeah. yeah. So no even real joke in that other than just explaining Frasier exists. I yes. guess it's their way of saying, if there are jokes that come up here that you don't understand, this is what we're doing. Yes. Yeah. Then we get the whole pretentious wine conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just anything that doesn't taste like orange drink fermented yes. under a heater. That'll be the, 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 the like a tour then. Or yes. whatever, whatever that was called. Yeah. It was too highbrow even for me. <laughs> <laughs> Bart is in praying for God to kill Bob. Because this poor little 10-year-old kid mm. is now terrified that the man who's tried to kill him numerous times is now out free again. Yeah. Well, I suppose I should ask you what you do if I'm to be working with you. For me, Bob. For me. I am Springfield's chief hydrological and hydrodynamical engineer. Hydrological and hydrodynamical. Talk about running the gamut. Snigger all you like, Bob. Thank you. I believe I shall. But you'll find one gets more respect as a humble civil servant than as a homicidal maniac. Or a clown's sidekick. Aha! I knew it. You're still angry that Krusty picked me instead of you. I can't imagine what you mean. Oh, come now. You wanted to be Krusty's sidekick since you were five. What about the buffoon lessons? The four years at clown college? I'll thank you not to refer to Princeton that way. The point is, you obviously still blame me for what happened at your audition. So one of these lines here, I was talking about the how this time they've given David Hyde Pierce more power in the driver's seat. And there's a line here that really summarizes that with that, now that I'm going to be working with you, yes. for me, Bob, for me. Yes, I wrote that again here, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never picked up on that line until we did this review. Yeah, right. But just how, how much of a prick he was to Bob. He was like, he's given him the opportunity, mm. but, you know, bow down before me for giving you this opportunity. Yeah, but I feel like that they do enough to have an unspoken backstory there where he's reveling in it now because he was the underling for so long. I still don't think he's very likable though. Yeah. But he's just a bitter man. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Sometimes you just need a little bit of Cecil Truth in your life. No, he's just a, he's just a dick. He's not bitter. He is bitter. That's why, no. he's, that's why he's hired Bob. No, he's having afraid. too much fun to be bitter. He's malevolent. Well, I guess the real reason you let him out 
wasn't to get back at me because he wanted to frame him. That's the real reason. He knew that everyone would fall mm. for the for the yeah. trick. Yeah. Yeah, he's smart. He's not he's not a dumb man by any stretch. But his job title, Bob likes to make fun of him for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that, that's that power struggle as well. That like they're both they're both pretentious, but they both see through each other's pretensions. Yeah. And like I said, I haven't seen much Frasier, but I wrote here. Watching this, this just feels like you're watching Frasier. Yeah. I, look, but the, a Simpsons version of Frasier. The grand piano in the background. Yeah, like it's, the, the set and everything. Yep, yeah, yeah. They've, they've half recreated Frasier's apartment. For the but sh- it's fitting though, because the Bob character is very intelligent. Mm. We've never seen him in this kind of atmosphere before. Exactly. Except when he was doing choices and things like that. Yeah. But this is the first reigns. time he's talking to someone on his level. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which is another part of why it's so much fun. We then get the reveal of the feud. And the understanding, as I said, it bears oh, yeah. repeating the four years you spent at Clown College. Oh, thank you, not to refer to Princeton that way. Yes. Just so well delivered, that line. Why would someone who's so intelligent want to be a clown? A oh, people just want to entertain. Look at me. Call yourself a clown? Um, well, a modern day equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> Do anything for a bit. Thanks for driving me, big brother. These giant clown mitts are extremely hilarious, but they do make it difficult to shift gears. That's the title of Irma Bombeck's latest, isn't it? Number 73, you're next. Make with a laugh laugh. <coughs> hey, children. Meet me, Sideshow Cecil. Uh, next. Uh, I have prepared a pie-in-the-face take. Uh, all right, knock yourself out, kid. Hal? Ooh. <laughs> Free comedy tip, Slick. The pie gag's only funny when the saps got dignity. Like that guy. Hey, hell, pie job for Lord Autumn Bottom there. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a genius. He's gonna change the way we think about getting hit by pies. Chumley, you're hired. What I did here, though, it was believable that Cecil would want to get Bob back mm. because it was Cecil's lifelong dream and Bob was just taken away from him without even trying. Yeah. Even though Bob didn't end up liking well, it's not the Bob's job. fault. And no. yeah, he didn't enjoy the job. He just got hit with a pie. That's yeah. all that happened. <laughs> got hit with a pie and his hair sprung out and made a funny sound. He didn't have to take the job though, but anyone would, I guess. Well, if it's been offered to you, yeah. I, I think it's that thing of, like you said, he takes that bow. The reason he takes the bow is because everyone's laughing at him. Everyone's praising him and it's, it feels good. It's just that thing of like, I wasn't expecting this, but I'll tell you what, it's pretty nice. This also needs to be said. Cecil was a terrible clown. He, yeah, exactly. Far too uptight to be a clown. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So then Cecil takes Bob down to the site and Bob is informed that he's going to be supervising the construction workers. Mm-hmm. His response here is amazing. Oh, great. Whenever a woman passes by, I suppose it will be my job to lead the hooting. Oh, yeah. Shake it, madam. Capital knockers. Then we get the moment, of course, where... We've mentioned earlier where he sees Bart over the distance. Is that? Is it? It is. Bart. Hello, yeah. Bart. <laughs> he's so happy to see him. Uh, them trying to figure out what he's up to. Maybe yes. he's going to pee in the river. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not his style. <laughs> but yeah, Bob is just so happy to see Bart. Yeah. I guess because he wants to maybe apologize to him. Yeah, probably. And because he's changed. Like, it's that thing of he know, he knows he no longer poses a threat to him. So he wants to be nice and welcoming to him to try and bring him around. Full credit to Kelsey as well, because it still feels like the same Bob, but also different as well. Yeah. He just, little little hints just of just... A, just softer. Yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. So then Bob's on a date with Edna Krabappel, and Edna's disappointed that he hasn't actually killed anybody. Yeah, that's... Uh, well, I guess that... Edna would be. Like, the, yeah, that is a real thing, that people go for jailbirds, and jail... I don't know, do you still call a man a jailbird? But yeah, and it does make sense that Edna would be in, like, the prison male dating system. <laughs> the prison mail dating system. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, like you can send love letters and stuff to prisoners. Woodrow? Similar to Woodrow, yeah. Like it it just it, it fits that Edna that that's where she would turn to. What I'm not a fan of is and it's not even a Simpsons joke, but they just use it here. That thing about I was going to kill the world's greatest lover, but there are laws against suicide. It's like a classic dad joke. <laughs> it is a classic dad joke, and it's a pickup line that I've, you know, seen on other websites in the past. Really? But you know what? There are laws against murder too, scumbag. (laughs) (laughs) The whole premise of that joke falls apart on itself. Yeah. Pisses me off. I still laughed. (laughs) Uh, Bart interrupts it. This is a dick move from Bart. Whether you like the guy or not, let him have his day. Is it though? It's a dick move towards Bob, but he just thinks he's trying to save Mrs. Krabappel. I bet you'd do it when she announces her her dinner plans in class. (laughs) Well, maybe you could have. Yes. Yeah, he's just trying to 
keep an eye out on the town. He's worried that Bob's up to something. So I don't think he's doing this to necessarily stop Bob, to hurt Bob. He's doing it to save others. I guess this is the price Bob has to pay for trying to kill Bart for so many years. <laughs> well, yeah. You've got, I mean, that in the prison time. <laughs> but I mean, he has to earn this kid's trust back, is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Okay. He did walk into his bedroom with a knife. Yeah, but Homer walked in there with a new chainsaw and hockey mask, but and he, he offered, got nothing. Yes, yeah, that is true. But he offered brownies as well. That's true. I, I do love the, I love the fact that Edna has got a high price and like a, a rep for being yeah. like that. that was Edna Krabappel. Yes. You only get one chance with Edna Krabappel. <laughs> I hope you're happy. And Bart threatens him saying, don't you worry, I'm going to be always watching. Yeah. Sort of setting up the rest of the episode, basically. Yeah. And we, we'll He says up. that, but he'll get tired of it pretty quick. Yes. Bob is inventing about all the workers and how they're yeah. just absolute morons. The workmen you've given me don't know their asses from the hole in the ground they accidentally blew yesterday. Come now, you speak as if they were a gaggle of slack-jawed yokels. Mr. Terwilliger, come quick. There's trouble down to the cement mixer, sir. See, cousin Merle and me was playing fetch with Geech. That's our old smell hound. And Geech gone to heaven, Mr. Terwilliger. Oh, cousin Merle, really? Temper, temper. You know, cousin Merle ain't been quite right lately. I'm telling you, Cecil, I can't take much more of this. Rustic workmen who've turned the Sammy John into a smokehouse. Coveralls that don't quite cover all. And a psychotic little boy who will not stop hounding me. This little boy, right here. Sometimes I wish this dam would burst and bury this cursed town. And Cecil just has like, well, Cecil basically just wants to keep things going until he can unveil his big plan. Yeah. But do you think he would have actually revealed his big plan had Bartlett not interfered? Uh, or was the plan for them to just have the police just assume Bob? No, did? he wouldn't have revealed it. No, it would have just happened. Although he would have needed to. No, no, he didn't even need to kill Bob for that to work because he just assume, he'll make off and Bob will end up in prison and that's that. Yeah, so, true. no, I don't think he would have. Obviously, at the end of that scene too, uh, Bart is watching. So, Bob knew he was there. And this little boy right here who won't stop leaving me alone. We also get, sorry, here, another moment oh, yes, where actually. Bob is still evil, hinting at evil Bob with his line, sometimes I wish this dam would burst and bury this cursed town. Tricking us, viewers. Yeah. Kids are then going through Bob's trash. I don't know, it just seems a little extreme, but all it can remind me of was Better Call Saul. Yeah, that, Jessica Jones, just any of those sort of moments. (laughs) But Bob catches them pretty quickly and takes them back home. This is amazing. I hope Bob fed you because I ate your dinners. (laughs) Dinners, (laughs) plural. That was a bit like, I'd never heard it as dinners before. I'd only ever heard it as dinner. (laughs) Dinners. Oh, that just takes it up to a next level. It's it's like when Homer's like, where's Bo? His dinner's getting all cold and eaten. So Mm. Homer just has a reputation for eating his children's meals. Also, the especially Lisa, but especially Bart, for some reason, is a line that just resonates with people. I don't know why. Me either. But it did even for me. Especially. I can't explain it, but when I was younger, I really thought that it was a good line. Yeah. It didn't even make me laugh, but it would just be something that I would then go around saying a lot. Maybe because he says especially twice, like this town is a part of a soul. A Maybe. part of a soul. A part Can of I a get soul. you a coffee or a tea? Yes, especially coffee. But especially tea. Like, yeah. It would just be anything that I could... Whenever you had a fork in the road, like a an alternate decision to make. Yes. It was a good line to pull out. <laughs> Madam, your children are no more than a pair of ill-bred troublemakers. Lisa too? Especially Lisa. But especially Bert. If he crosses me one more time, just once more, well, I can't be held responsible for my actions. Well, I hope Bob fed you because I ate your dinners. Again, implying that shit's going to go down if they keep doing it. Yes. I will, I will kill them. Bart and Lisa don't give up, though. Bart is... Well, Lisa's convinced that he's fine, though. Face of Bart, Bob's changed. Yeah, but not Bart. No, of course not. Bart no. is like, there's, you know, there's still evidence out there and I know where it is. His office at the dam? That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to think? The haunted mine? <laughs> So they go to the office, they sneak in. Yeah. Lisa's great here. Yes. Her, her line is amazing. Yeah. Blueprints, construction invoices. If I didn't know better, I'd swear he was building a dam of some kind. Yes. And this scene here is, is quite a, kind of scary. If oh, you, yeah. If you were in someone's office and they were growling like that yeah. and smashed through the door, you'd be really, petrified. He sounds drunk. I really enjoy it. Like, He's just like, had enough. Yeah, I, I I think anyone can relate to that if they're uh, trying to unlock their front door and the keys are a little bit fiddly. Yes. And you just, like, <laughs> punch your way in. you got to feel for Bob to an extent. He deserves all this untrust. Mm-hmm. But still, 
He's made so much effort to change, and people still don't trust him, and never do, really. Yeah. Only, well, he wins over Lisa, I guess, and I guess kind of the town. No. Well, the, the <laughs> town were happy to let him, have let him out. Yeah, for two seconds, but then no one's going to be protesting him getting thrown back in. Yeah, that is true, but still, you kind of, like I said, you've got to feel sorry for him a little bit, because he's made an effort, and still that's not good enough. Yeah, yeah, I've, yes, you definitely feel sorry for him for that reason. We come back from commercial. I felt this is a bit underwhelming. Yeah, a little I th- bit. I think he spotted us behind the water cooler. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, is that it? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Serves its purpose. They race away. And be careful. Uh, there's hydroelectricity in there. First thing Bob does is he's not angry. He's just warning them, saying, mm. you'll be in trouble. You'll get yeah. hurt if you go in there. Don't do That's it. That's a um, classic Simpsons style line, by the way. It's up there with like my eye. I'm not supposed to get putting in it. Yeah. it it's that thing of um, really over explaining a thing that no one would say. You're never going to go to that much detail. You just say, be careful, it's dangerous. It's dangerous in there, yeah, yeah of course, yeah. And I love Kelsey's acting here. He's like, why are you keep handing me? I've done nothing wrong. Yeah. You're starting to see a different Bob here. He yeah. actually is a good person. Um, they show him the money and he denies it. He's like, I don't know what this is. And they, yeah. don't, they don't believe him. But Lisa, back, once again, she finds the money. She immediately thinks he's guilty again. Yeah. And I mean, with reason. Yeah. It's in his yeah. office. Yes. In a briefcase true. at his desk. Strategically placed by Cecil, as yeah. we soon find out. I never got the whole, get him, Lise. Well, it's just funny. Like, as in, uh, it just seems she's weird. the smallest person there and she's sent out like an attack dog and drawn with ferocity and then it's just stopped with yes. his Yes, yeah, I know. <laughs> it, just, it just seems, I don't know, it just seems odd. But then Cecil walks in and reveals that he was the mastermind behind this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's actually before that, well, I was gonna Bob say, hits the wall. Yeah, you, you, we've just glossed over the fact that you realise that the dam is completely hollow. And Bob didn't realise ever. He's, where, yeah. where's all the concrete? What happened yeah. to all the concrete? Which means Bob's not a very good construction supervisor. Because yes. you would notice a thousand, a hundred thousand tons of being concrete poured. not being poured. Yes. <laughs> Let's stop bickering and get out of here. This dam could collapse at any minute. One minute past sunrise, to be precise. Cecil? Once I blow up the dam, there'll be no evidence of missing concrete, and I walk away with 15 million. But everyone will know you did this. Perhaps. Or perhaps they'll blame the master criminal. You know... The one who's been working at the dam and has a grudge against Springfield? Now, I know Cousin Merle has had his troubles with the revenuers, but he's hardly a master crib. Oh, you're referring to me. Yes. I'm framing you, and I'm doing a really excellent job, too. Wait a minute. This is all because I got to be Krusty's sidekick instead of you, isn't it? Off the record, yes. But officially, I did it for the money. Speaking of which, hand it over. This is great here. So... The kids are like, oh, it's hopeless. And Bob's like, yeah. oh, so when I do something, it's fine. But when Cecil does it, yeah. uh, utterly, utterly hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just pointing out, I guess, the ridiculousness of the writing in that they're never scared to try and foil Bob. Mm. But for, for the sake of this story, they have to feel like they're hopeless. Yeah. I just like Cecil. that it's, yeah, there's a, uh, um, it's not a jealousy, but it's a, it's hard to figure out what emotion it actually is. But I'm the just, mastermind here, not him. Well, yeah, there's that. But it's also why you pick on me. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that kind of whatever that emotion is. Bob it's, com- it's that thing of like, oh, I mean, when when Kevin draws on the walls, you don't yell at me, but as soon as I pick up a crayon, you slap me. Send <laughs> in my room. What's that about? Are we getting some deep seated family issues? When Murphy wheezes on the floor, he doesn't, he doesn't get yelled at. <laughs> That's what you have to say. <laughs> you didn't rub his face in it. <laughs> Bob then comes up with a plan to save them, and it's just the whole you know you've got to trust me, and Bart's like. Ugh. What other option do I have, basically? Because if he doesn't, he's going to be blown up inside of the dam. Yeah. They then slide down. But let's go again. Bart yeah. loves slides. But it does look kind yeah, of fun, though. it does, actually. Call yes. back to yeah, uh, Burns. Super fun, happy slide. Yeah. yeah. Cecil is then setting up dynamite at sunrise. We've mentioned this before. I just love Springfield at sunrise. It looks great. Yeah. I really love Cecil singing, by the way. I'm on the on top of the world looking a down down on creation and the only explanation I can find. Boo, boo, boo. So then they come across the dynamite that Cecil has been putting out. Yep. And we get Kelsey's favourite line. Um, do you know what you're doing? Lisa, you don't spend ten years as a homicidal maniac without learning a few things about dynamite. Cecil's smugness checklist. I love it. Smugness checklist? Love the gun, check. Dynamite, oh, check. Yeah. $15 million. Hard hat. <laughs> Hard hat, <laughs> yes, check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, did he even need dynamite to blow it up? Well, as it, it turns no out, in as there. it turns out, no. Because Bob just punched the wall down with his, with his hands. Yeah, 
guess it adds to the effect. It actually, it does feel like a pretty cool action sequence coming up here. It does. Yeah. It feels like an action movie. It feels like, yeah, um, Batman, Daredevil, something like, probably more Daredevil, but it's that jumping off, holding on to something, maybe even a hint of Spider-Man in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's beautifully drawn. Tarzan. Yeah, Tarzan, <laughs> sure. Um, Luke Skywalker across the... Uh... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> brave, not Brave Sir Robin. Um, Robin Hood. So Lancelot from Monty Python and the Holy oh, Grail. Oh, of course. Yeah, swinging yeah. in on the chandelier. Yes, yep, yep, yep. Bart jumps on Cecil's back. Guess who? Harris. Uh, we get the deleted scene, but we don't even get it here, but that's where the deleted scene would yeah, have been. Yeah, yep. The money and the gun then fly away. Basically, Cecil's plan has now gone to shit because mm. all the money's gone. I like here that Cecil does just, like, when it's, he's going to toss him over the edge. He's going to kill him. Yeah. and Well, he, that, he would have killed him. Oh, that's way too lowbrow for a genius like you. Hmm. Oh, well, if anyone asks, I'll lie. This is like the Scott monologue in Austin Powers. It's like, yes. What, just kill him. Just get a gun. Just kill him. I got a gun in my room. We'll go do it right now. We'll do it together. <laughs> it's that thing of, you don't need to be an evil mastermind. Just, just do it. Just, just toss him. He's right there and yeah. his life. Yeah. And that's what he does. Well, he yeah. tries to anyway. He tries Throws to. Him off. And then Bob dives in. Now, I love the animation on Bob's hair. As yes. it kind of like all pushes back yep, yep, and yep. billowing in the wind. Everything about this is pretty great, really. Mm. I just The only thing that's a little bit unrealistic is when Bart saves him at the end. He just pulls him up really easily. Ah, uh, yeah, a little bit. But that's just, it's a cartoon. Yeah. He gets to show with it. Cecil has a g- killer line here about Jeez. there may be a slight ringing in your ears fortunately you'll be nowhere near them yeah that's a really brutal line yeah like, i want to hear that in an actual action movie he, he's actually taking satisfaction and wanted to kill someone yeah jason statham would deliver a line like that steven seagal would deliver a line like seagal that. you reckon oh maybe not seagal <laughs> think again mitch gary Busey. <laughs> yes yeah what gary oldman gary oldman could deliver anything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen, um, I won't go into it, but sidebar, look up as a Jimmy Kimmel clip, Gary Oldman, actors against sportsmen or something along those lines. Just Gary Oldman, actors against, you'll come up with it. I'll show you this at the end of us recording. Cool. Really good. I guess this is it. Thanks anyway. You know, I could snip the wires. We'd fall to our deaths, but we'd save the entire town. But how would you like to do something incredibly noble? Do we have to? Yes. This falling gag here, I remember this being in Bill and Ted's Burgers Journey. Been in a lot of things Has over that, okay. the journey. Yeah, it's one of those repeated j- jokes. Through the 90s, um, take, a, take a journey back with us, younger listeners. Yes. That this joke, and I mean 80s as well, but like falling and screaming, running out of breath, screaming again, that was done a lot. People getting out of a boat or a water, like a little rubber dinghy or something like that, reaching in for some keys and to lock it. I don't remember that. That was a running gag that happened a lot. Really? Yep. That was in Leslie Nielsen's Wrongfully Accused and it was also in the live show at SeaWorld. So, <laughs> if it was in, if it was as bad, as, like if it was as lowbrow as being in the SeaWorld live show, it's been a lot of things. <laughs> uh, but they hit the pole and Bart gets up, rescues Bob as well. So, But essentially, he's now saving Bob's life, mm-hmm. which is something you never thought you would see. Always funny to see a guy get hit in the pegs, kegs, by the way. Or pegs. Call or, or the pegs. Call whatever you want, call really. It, yeah. In the Twilligus. <laughs> call him the... Could you make up a word for him? Probably could. It's one of those things you could. Yeah. Uh, the begs. The what? The, me- the megs. The begs. Just throw a letter in front of it. Are you just rhyming things just make- now with eggs? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, what would be like a word that you could make for it uh, that would ne- that no one has ever called it, but you would instantly know what they're, what you're talking about? The buckles. Yes. That works perfectly. <laughs> The buckles and filament. <laughs> was it the buckles or was it the filament? It was the filament. Oh. <laughs> Lou and Eddie then arrest Cecil because he is the evil person and Cecil actually confessed to it. Yep. But that's not good enough for Wiggum, is it? Is your man, Chief? Cecil? I think not. This looks like the work of crazy old Sideshow Bob. No, Chief. Bob's innocent. It's the truth. The truth, huh? That sounds like the testimony of crazy old Lisa Simpson. Uh, Cecil just voluntarily confessed, Chief. Well, that's some good work, Lou. You'll make sergeant for this. Uh, I already am sergeant, Chief. Perhaps you are. But I say Bob goes back to jail. But surely... I mean, I caught Cecil. Maybe so. But Lou here says you were resisting arrest. No, I didn't, Chief. Quiet, Lou, or I will bust you down to Sergeant so fast it'll make your head spin. 
Paul Lou getting shut oh, down here too. That is, this is one of my favourite Ever Wigan moments. Promoting him to Sergeant and then busting him back down to Sergeant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cecil encouraging Bob to, uh, you will live to regret this. Yeah. Oh, great. Now I'm crazy. Yes. Then we get Bart saying, I wonder if the town knew just how close they came to total destruction. Yep. I completely forgot this actually happened. Uh, Ralph and I wet the bed. No, just the whole den collapsing. Oh, oh, that's right. It collapses. Yeah. Because I always think of the season nine episode where Homer floods the town for the art. Yeah, right. Okay. So then the boys, the brothers are both back in prison fighting over the bump beds. End of the episode. And just like that, Bob was done for another four seasons. Yeah, it's a shame. I don't know why he was put to sleep for so long. Maybe schedules. Maybe. Possibly, yeah. Maybe they'd just run out of Machiavellian schemes. Yeah, There's true. only so many times you can bring a villain back. And, well, maybe Mike you know, Scully just didn't want to have him. Possibly. He's saying that Scully... And 9, 10, 11, 12. So, no, Scully was in season 12. That's when yeah. he returned. Yeah. Yeah, look, who knows? But I, it's probably... I feel like it would have just been more of that. We're around sick the writer's room. Not, not so much sick of it, but what can we bring to this story that hasn't been done before? Mm. Would but be a difficult thing. Like you were saying, even maybe for yourself, there's probably a lot of Simpsons viewers out there who this was the last time they saw such a Bob. Yeah. It's never dawned on me that's the yeah. case. It's a fitting farewell if that's the case. It is, yeah. yeah. He ends up really where he should be, yeah. in prison. Like, as, as much as I don't think it was written as one, it does work as one if it needs to be. What did we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from the episode, Mitch? That structural integrity is uh, one of the key fundamentals of any construction project. That is true. Mm. Yes. I learned that you only get one chance with Edna Krabappel. Mm. And I made the most of mine. Debale! <laughs> Mailbag time, what do you got for us this week, Mitch? Well, I'm going to have to get you to read the mailbag, but I have thoughtfully flagged them for you, for listeners at home. Uh, So just pick anything that's got a red flag on there. Mitch and Dando, this is from Daniel Thompson, who is from the United States, apparently. First off, I love the potty. The potty? I've never heard it called a potty before. I listen to it when I'm working in the field. I work 50 hours a week. The potty was what I missed this morning, about (laughs) three in the morning. I work 50 hours a week zipping around on an ATV, so I have lots of podcasts to listen to. 50 hours a week's a lot. Yeah. He's got a My Two Cents story. So here it is. Someone at my company drove his truck through a couple fences and some poles. (laughs) A couple? (laughs) (laughs) What point did he think of stopping this? Is it the fences? Well, he was was probably fired, apparently. Unless the poles were part of the fence. Just kept going straight through? Yeah. It's like... By the time he braked, he'd hit the second one. Yeah, I remember uh, Tony Martin reading a story on Get This years ago about a guy who drove his car into four different houses. How? And it was like, he, well, he went into one and then he panicked and put it in reverse and went straight back across the road into another. But then you have to do like a U-turn yeah. and then reverse that. And that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was promptly fired, for good reason, by the sounds of it. One of my good buddies then got that truck. The rock plate on the truck was all bent out of place mm-hmm. and my buddy's tires would scrape against the plate if he turned... Too hard to the right. Okay. Scraping up the fancy tires, which are about $250 a tire. Yeah. After the company realized it would cost a thousand bucks to repair, he was told tr- to try not to turn as much. Right. They then enrolled that truck in the NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the podcast, Dan. That's that's some pretty cheapskate company stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, the My Two Cents focuses on individuals and grandmothers, but <laughs> I enjoy the fact that there's a company a there business. that's got... Can you just not turn right? Postscript, geez, is it hard to Google your book? I googled Homer's Odyssey and the epic came up first. Yep. Should we plug the book? We don't plug it enough. Well, he has. <laughs> Homer's Odyssey and the Big and Simpsons guys. It's coming still- into Christmas. Yes, yeah, coming to Christmas. Yeah. If you've got uh, friends out there who are Simpsons fans, if you haven't got a copy of the book yet yourself, mm. it's pretty cheap. It's like $20, I think. Uh, yeah, $20 from Booktopia. Go yeah. into bookstores and ask them to stock it for us again, because I'm a little bit... My ego's taken a kick that the last two times I've walked past a Dimmicks, it wasn't on the shelf. Means it's sold out. They haven't ordered more. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's gone in the bin. Well, it's come to that... Or it's become coasters. It's come to that time of year that other people are rushing out cheap books that they haven't put any effort into. Yes. Now, we put a shitload of effort into ours, but you do look at the humour section at this time of year and it's just, oh, this is a sad day for literacy. (laughs) Dilly G writes in. Yes. I have a few questions for you. Feel free to spread them out over a few mailbags or just do them as a batch. What would you prefer? Uh, just hit me with the best question. If you were to plan a Simpsons-themed wedding, mm-hmm. what would it include and how would it go? To a whale of a wife? <laughs> Is it cake? <laughs> First up, and it would go badly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'd have a normal wedding cake, but I'd have Homer in Marge's wedding dress as the cake topper. Oh, yeah. Not too bad. Um, at the reception afterwards, I'd only be serving white wine spritzes. Yes. Yeah. What would she walk down the aisle to, though? What's the song that Homer sings in The Way We Was? Is it the Joker? Some space people cowboy, call yeah. me the Space Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> what about My Baloney? I feel like that's a first dance song. <laughs> <laughs> what would the first dance song be, though, really? Uh, what would it really be? Raindrops keep falling on my head. 
And the first dance would be choreographed to include a bike. And they have to sing it, but sing it yeah. correctly. First dance da, da, on a bike, da, yeah. da, da. wife sitting on the handlebars. They ride 10 feet and it's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you just do a couple laps. They ride up into the sunset, wedding's finished. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be pretty great. What um, a- I'd have my grandfather up behind a glass panel screaming, Mrs. Bouvier. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. I was going to say, we have to have grandpa in the, in the window somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or or do you go and get an ex of your wife? You invite him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what you have to do. Yeah. Pay them to do that. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> would you would you do that? I'd have for an ex's wedding. I'd do it for the gag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be the best phone call of it I would ever receive in my life. <laughs> Hi, Mitch. It's it's Kate. Um, look, bit of an odd question. Um, I've learned in the in the time since we've broken up, I've learned how to have fun, and <laughs> what I'm wondering. <laughs> Is can you come and pretend to stop the wedding by screaming, Mrs. Sarah, Mrs. Sarah, (laughs) happily. All right, thanks for the question, Dilly G. We'll get to your other one in a later mailbag. You've got questions for us, send them to, what's that? I just really hope one of her friends still listens to the podcast. (laughs) Send your questions through to mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Also in my two cents stories as well. We haven't done a uh, review iTunes segment this week, but... No, um, Ali is screaming of, his head off, and we have to wrap this thing up. A lot of people quickly. are having a, a hard time with, like, if you're an Android listener, yeah, I know that you don't want to bow down to Apple, but if you do want to leave us a review, pretty much the only way to do it is to just suck it up and get iTunes onto your PC and do it that way. You can do it through your phone, I'm sure. Sometimes. Not if you're Android. We would really appreciate it. Just, if you can, or at least be, give us a rating. It'd be good. A five stars. Yeah, that'd be much appreciated. Next week we're going to be reviewing my sister, my sitter. Yeah, bad babysitter. Bad babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> it must be the the main quote everyone remembers. Yeah. Doctor's diagnosis. <laughs> Bad babysitting. Bart does I, get fucked up in that yeah, episode. Yeah, I remember not loving Bart in that episode. Go he's to bread. Overly dickish to he Lisa. Is. Yeah. So I yeah, um that's gonna be an interesting one to go back and watch critically because casually watching it, I've not necessarily enjoyed it in the past. Just for the fact that I'm like, they're pushing him too far. It is understandable to an extent why he would be annoyed that his younger sister is babysitting him. Oh, is it? If your younger sister was put in charge of you to babysit you, would you like it? None of my siblings would be or put would in you, charge of anything. Or would you cut the internet off again? I wouldn't put them in charge of <laughs> pouring the juice. <laughs> Should we end the episode by opening that can of worms of Mitch's? No, I think that was enough. <laughs> for now. Close Stand. back up and back in the fridge. Stand on that. That little bit slipped out. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our review of Brother from Another Series. Hope you enjoyed it. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling to salads and scrambled eggs. Oh my, maybe I seem a bit confused, yeah maybe, but I got you pegged, (sighs) but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs, they're calling again, again. (laughs) Bart Simpson all over the place, (laughs) (laughs) what is a child killer to do? Shh.